Now on Mickey D's, when you buy any crispy chicken sandwich or quarter pounder with cheese, you'll get a free medium fry and free medium drink when you order on the app. So do you have the app? How are you going to get this deal if you don't have the app? I know you have a phone. Anywho, if you have the app, enjoy your free fries and drink. If you don't, you can't see me. But know that I'm shaking my head. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only. I participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every sight that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase. Shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. Lens crafters because sight. My exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Lens Crafters. Doctors in some states are employed by Lens Crafters. Offer valid to September 5th. See associate for details. This is Dr. Michelle Oakley of UConn Vet, and I'm talking to Jim and Florence on the forum. Hi, everyone. This is James Patrick, and welcome to the forum. We're very excited to have a friend on that we've been following for a very long time. And Florence, I'm just really excited to have her on again so we could kind of catch up with her. And we're going to talk about some of these crazy stories and wild stories from her hit show. Why don't you introduce our next guest? Yes, so excited to have her back. One of our most requested guests to have back on the forum all the comments, all the love. Our first interview with her was amazing. And everybody wanted her back. Her fans want to hear from her again. So we have back on the forum, Courtney Agnes from Yukon Men. How are you, Courtney? Hi, guys. I'm good. How's the weather Great. there? Everyone always asks me, what's the weather like? Because uh, <laughs> a lot, And how much of daytime daylight do you have right now? That is the best question you can ask right now because we're currently go. This is Alaska. We're going through fifth winter right now. It's actually snowing again. Um, Last week it was up to 70 degrees. It felt like we were walking around in t-shirts and now we got another snowstorm. So (laughs) Uh, we have, we have lots of daylight, but we're in our fifth or sixth winter. I think that's what they call it. What? At this time of year for you specifically, what are some of your chores? What are some of the things that you look at? Are you trying to get that food for the winter yet? Or is it more in the summertime? What are you getting wood? What are some of the things fishing? What are some of the things that you're doing right now to kind of, because Alaska, it's always a preparation. Yeah. So it's, it's, we're in a big saw. Well, we were in a big saw until this six snowstorm came in. (laughs) Uh, so now everything is melting we're picking up the yards making sure everything is put away um the ice is going to start going out in the next couple weeks um like the nina and ice classic up in the pod just tripped up in nina um so in like the next week or so the the river is going to start going out here and after the ice goes that's when we start collecting driftwood for winter Mm -hmm. what about hunting when is your main hunting season right now is the geese are coming back so traditionally this is when the guys go out and geese hunt um 
it's not safe to go on the river right now. So they, you know, they they go up the road and have little blinds put out. And um, my brother, my oldest brother, Terry's been going out and getting geese and ducks. Wow. Now, I grew up in the mean streets of Napa, and I could tell you horror stories of having to walk to school in 60-degree weather. It was cloudy. I mean, just horrible conditions in Northern California. You told me a story about some of the conditions you had when you were walking to school in Alaska as a kid. Why don't you talk about that? Oh, gosh. I remember waking up. I used to sleep in, in, in between my mom and dad, and at the bottom of the stairs is the thermometer. And when I was six years old, I walked downstairs and my dad was like, what is the tap, babe? And I looked at it and it was like 81 below. And I had to get up and I had to walk. Below? 81 below. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, my grandma was really, really um, supplemental in our winter gear. We always had lined mucklucks and fur hats, fur mitts. So we were always warm. And so to this day... You know, I don't see that kind of cold temperature anymore, but, you know, walking to school in 76 below was no big deal because we lived like half a mile up the road. Now, when you look at some of the things that you're hearing a lot about global warming, we're here, and for whatever reason, we don't want to get into politics, but talk about the transition that you've had to make because of the changes in the weather and how drastic has the weather change been has it i've heard some say horror stories about how warm it is how the hunting grounds have changed because they have to go farther because there's not as much snow what is your kind of mindset in regards to the way that uh, alaska has changed with the climate well, like i said we, we don't see anything maybe below 50 anymore so there's not that real deep freeze and you know when it got past 50 60 below the animals didn't move and now nowadays the animals move a lot more and that's kind of why the people were really nomadic back in the day was because you know when it got that cold the animals weren't moving i don't know we we just don't see that kind of weather anymore now that actually now that the fires came in we the property between my dad and i floods a lot because the inability they you know it burned the fire the ground structure so the ground structure back there doesn't have the ability to retain water. So we flood out almost every spring. So there's, there's just small changes here and there. Yeah. Courtney, for those that can't remember or can't recall, talk about how bad those fires were because those were horrific fires. Yeah. So we were in a, like, it was almost like a perfect storm. There was a fire across the river from us. There was a fire up river us, up of us and down river and those fires kind of just came towards each other and burnt us out behind Canada here. And, you know, it got to the point where my husband said, you have to get the girls out of here. It's not, you know, the air was not safe for them to breathe. My youngest was one and a half years old. So we got shipped out and we went to Anchorage because the air quality was so bad. The, I want to say the acreage that was burned behind Canada was pretty drastic and pretty monumental yeah that that is that's just so scary to have it and i think you guys did leave didn't you leave for a while yeah we left for at least three weeks three three to four weeks we stayed in anchorage at my um my cousin chris moved out of his apartment for us and um so we had a place to stay and we had a ride so it was it was kind of neat to show the girls a city life in the summer 
Um, they never really had that. We went to museums. We did a, a lot of different things. So in that aspect, we turned it into a good outcome, I want to say, because we were able to do different things with the girls, show them a different lifestyle than a lifestyle in the village, you know. Well, Courtney, I wanted to ask you, because you had mentioned your daughters and, and, of course, your wonderful husband, your family, and I saw on Instagram that you do these amazing pieces of jewelry. So beautiful. I always see them in your Instagram stories. Is that something that you're currently working on? And is that something that you do with your daughters? Or is that something that you've just always done on your own? And can you tell us a little bit about the pieces that you're working on? Oh, yeah, I do. I have, um, I make earrings and I make bracelets. And um, right now I'm working on a, a piece that, is an Alaskan-themed purse. Um, it's a so full-size purse. Wow. Different flowers from Alaska and berries. And I do, my oldest daughter is 12, and she started picking up the beadwork, too. So she makes little post earrings. They're super cute and tiny floral little flowers. Um, and so that's yeah. been a lot of fun with her. And she's, <laughs> I have to tell you a funny story. So you know, I, I taught her to make these flowers and she beat, she cranked out a lot. Right. And so I said, honey, I'm going to sell these for you. And she, she made some money. She made like a couple hundred dollars. Right. And I was giving her the cash and she came home and she was like, mom, I don't have any of the money. And I was like, what'd you do? <laughs> she said, she went to the store and bought, um, noodles and sunny D's. <laughs> and she spent 50 bucks. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. So, you know, that's why I don't give you the money so you can save it. (laughs) And she's the kind of girl that's always saved her. Like, I make her save her money. She's bought herself an iPhone 12, I think. She bought herself AirPods. So she's really good at saving money. But she said, Mom, I don't have anything I want to buy. And I was like, that's fine. So she spent it all at the store. (laughs) <laughs> wow that is, that is funny oh, now now so we're funny. we're trying to get you to do a youtube page and i hope you do with all you guys <laughs> because those things are i see some of your posts on facebook and it's amazing the talent that you guys show and the incredible expertise that you have that you've gained from generation to generation what are some of your favorite pieces that you've sold and how much did you sell them for I try, I want to say, I want to try to keep my prices fair for people who can afford them. But some pieces are, um, I want to say, I have a set of earrings that I, it's a a chandelier diamond drop earring that I can sell for $125. Because Mm -hmm. the beads Mm -hmm. I use are super tiny and the work is exquisite and it takes kind of a long time to make the, like my biggest deal is making the lines look right. And mm. I'm not happy with products if the lines aren't right, you know, cause I'm a carpenter and I, that's, that's my thing is, is I'm a finished carpenter. And if my lines don't look right, then I take it all apart and start over again. I also wanted to ask you, uh, we're going to get into some of your stories and I wanted to ask you, are you, what is your, one of your favorite foods still beaver tail or was that just a thing? Cause you were pregnant. <laughs> that was just a thing when I was pregnant. I um I had some health issues, so I can't eat any rich foods like that anymore. Now, what does it taste like? Is there anything that we could kind of relate it to, like fish or in between? No, I, 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 I would say it's like kind of like pork-ish. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. 
and where's and I think the ramifications. I remember you were you were kind of naughty, and you went on a, a area you shouldn't have gone on, and you got the beaver tail. But you were nice enough to cook it for Charlie. I think it was, and all was forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, yeah, I thought, what is she going in his area, <laughs> that area for? But uh, she goes, I want beaver tail. So uh, yeah, but That's- Charlie. You know, my uncle Cliffy did that to me last winter, and I had I had a, a surgery, and he he was in my spots up there, and I said, hey, he, so I went and I tripped his uh, his trap with a stick, and I left the stick in there, as, and he knew it was me, and and I knew it was him, and we we giggled about it later, but the norm around here. Alaska norm. I wanted to also ask you, we have a few questions from our, our viewers. They wanted to talk about the stress and what you went through that time when you got that huge moose. I think that was the first moose that you ever had, had gotten. Talk about how you went through that and just kind of the, the way you were feeling. Cause that was a big, you guys needed that. So my dad is pretty much, he's not able to go out and hunt because he's got to keep th- things around here square with the dogs and everything like that. So that moose that we got that first time that I got the first time was able to feed more than one family. Um, the stress that <laughs> every moose is pretty stressful. I'll tell you that that mm-hmm. one was equally. So because, you know, I, I was telling Archie when we were shooting, when I was shooting it, right. I was like, it's a mile away. It's a mile away. And I had open sights guns, a gun, and it was pretty stressful. I, I remember yeah. just shaking and it was really stressful. But, you know, I got it, got it down. It was a pretty neat moment, I think, for me um, mm-hmm. to share that with Archie and, and my dad. And now now I, I have to share with you guys. My, my daughter was able to get her first moose last fall, too. So that's been, you know, that, oh. that area has that area been really bountiful to us and we you know are grateful for everything that we take and we get and um you know give our hearts back to the land in the area you know that's kind of our indigenous way sure that's that's for sure when someone says the athabascan lifestyle explain to people what that means to you i think the best um the best way i can put it is you know uh, the Western view is this land belongs to us, mm-hmm. and that's not the indigenous lifestyle. It's, you know, we belong, you know, this is, you know, for me, I have an inherent tie to the land that we live in here. Um, that means, you know, we're the, we're the guardians, we have to take care of it and, and, and live in harmony with the animals that live around us. And that's, that's kind of a, the, the best way I can put it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not like you guys are out hunting animals and then taking selfies on Instagram saying, look what I killed and then leaving it there. You guys use every part of the animal. You guys respect the animal. You're thankful for getting the food and the things for clothing. And I think that's kind of the difference in the Western. It always bothers me. And if you're a hunter, you know, do whatever. But personally, for me, I just couldn't do a trophy hunt or or use an animal in that way because it just... It, you know, like you said, we're, we're lucky to be on this land. We're blessed to be able to share it. 
and you need to respect it. And I think that respect is, is really being lost in a lot of cultures. So I think I'm thankful for your culture and for other Indian cultures and, and other people and, and responsible hunters as well, that you do respect the land of the animals in it. So I, I really appreciate that lifestyle. Yeah. I think my, uh, my brother-in-law said it best, you know, you, you can't eat corn soup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can, but it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, uh, and, and I, I just, I have a part Indian blood in me. So it, it's, it's really, uh, my niece actually, I think won Indian of the month or something, some sort of uh, award. So, uh, I, I really appreciate your guys' stance on that. When was the most dangerous? When was a time on the show that you really felt afraid? What was the most dangerous period on the show? Oh. Okay, uh, that that bear hunt was, I think, the most intense moment I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Why so, don't you explain that, the hunt? Right, it was kind of drizzling, right? And all I could hear was the rain on my rain jacket. And so we're stalking through this forest, and I'm in this creek. And so when you step, when you're moving in the woods, you have to not be heard. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing something and I knew something was like my, I could feel it. Something was nearby. Something was going to go down. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm focusing on my steps and I'm like, I've got all my senses alert and I'm freaking out. Took a step. You dip your toe in and then step. So every single move is like that, like just strained. And I heard Ryan behind me court and I looked back. And that bear was right there. It didn't see us. And it was 20 feet from him. And by the time I had my gun up, it popped behind a clump of trees. Mm. And then it popped its head back up and I shot it in the neck. Mm -hmm. It was like anywhere from 10 to 20 feet from him. And it didn't even know we were there. Mm. God, that (laughs) must have been scary. Wow. I I had to sit there for like 10 minutes like waiting for it to move or anything and when it finally didn't move i looked at ryan and i was like freaking out i started shaking like like a leaf on like a, just crazy and i uh, i looked at ryan and asked can, can i have a hug yep ryan <laughs> no. talked about that no. in our podcast with ryan he said that you just and and they're so stealth and bears are such amazing creatures and uh, they're so powerful, but to see how limber they are and to see how quiet they could be and how, how careful you have to be, because you think an animal that big, you would see them everywhere. You'd see them right next to you. And cause people will say, how in the heck could they not see that bear? And that's how, I mean, it's amazing when you go through the brush, like you said, even the way you put your feet, even the way you step, makes a difference to hide yourself from the bear yeah and it was it was pretty amazing that that it did not see hear smell they have all the senses right mm-hmm. see hear or smell us and i i had that i guess it was a mama bear like instinct that i knew something was was going to happen or go down or something and then he he spotted it first and it was he was almost lunch for it yeah if i if i didn't get a good shot off yeah did it drop quick or did it uh, run around what happened it dropped on the spot 
Oh, wow. Perfect shot then. Yeah. Now, now, when you hunted and you got the animals, did Ryan or any of the cameramen help or did you just have to do that by yourself or, or obviously you're not going to carry a thousand pounds of meat or whatever at once thing, but did you have to take trips? How did you get the meat out? Um, so the camera guys always made sure that they had what they needed. And then they always jumped in and helped, you know, they were part of the crew. They were part of the family, you know, you know, they lived with us at camp. They ate with us, you know, they helped do dishes. You know, Casey was always like, I will eat all the seconds and I will do all the dishes. So when we were filming, they made sure to, to, to get all the shots that they needed and they'd jump right in and help us. And we'd teach them how to skin and, and quarter and, and pack stuff out because the most important thing is when you're hunting is keeping the meat clean yeah that's the most important thing and so it was a lot of fun to hang out with them ryan said one of the best foods he ever tasted was salmon there he said it's just unlike any other place yeah we live in a very unique spot we we've get we i think we have the best fish in the entire world yeah that was one thing my dad always wanted to do. He said, that's the place to fish. If you're going to fish, they have the best fish in the world. So, so amazing. I wanted to ask you too, does anyone that you know in your family fly a plane? Because I know that's a, another big mode of transportation there. Very dangerous place to fly because I've taken uh, flying lessons. Is there anyone that you're close to that flies a plane there? My aunt. My aunt, my aunt's husband, my uncle has a plane and he, um, when Archie and his brother race the iron dog, he flies for them and he's, he's a pretty crazy pilot. Like, and, and he knows how to fly. And Archie said one time they were driving along and they're racing, right. And they look up, they stop cause, cause Arnold has some trouble or something. And they look up and the wind was howling so bad that he said, your uncle Dave was just sitting there. Like the plane was flying, but he was just sitting there watching us in one spot. <laughs> wow. Now I wanted to ask you, and if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to have to answer this. Timothy Treadwell was a real, I don't know if you remember him. He was the uh, grizzly bear man. He would go live among the grizzly bears and he yeah. eventually, eventually got eaten by a grizzly bear, him and his mm-hmm. girlfriend. Did you remember him? And what did you think about him? Yes, I do remember him. Archie watched, uh, my husband watched the documentary, the last one that, that put out. Yep. That was a tragic accident. You know, um, the the bears in our culture have a very powerful spirit. You know, it's one that you don't mess with or, or play around with, you know, the respect that our people have for them is pretty, pretty awesome and and ginormous. Um, So when, when you're out in the woods, you know, you have to be extra careful and cross your T's and dot your I's because um, Archie's woken up, you know, his friend is holding the door closed because a bear is trying to push in the cabin door. Wow! And he had to he had to he had to wake up and and go help his friend keep the door closed so the bear wouldn't come in. Um, I've been woken up by my best friend's dad screaming at us to stay in the cabin because a bear was coming in to get us, and he took his morning walk with his gun. And the bear was come. He came back, and the bear was trying to get us in the cabin, and he had to shoot its jaw off to get it out of there. Jeez. So do you, do you think he went overboard? Because a lot of people that I had talked to in Alaska just felt that he meant well. 
he was kind of an eclectic guy. He he was an ex drug user, and he had he said that literally the bears he said that literally the bears changed his life, and that was kind of his lifeblood to not do uh, drugs. But what did you think about him personally? Did you think he kind of went overboard? He kind of just was his intentions okay, or do you just think, gosh, why is he here? I don't know. I'm the kind of person that I I don't really judge other people by their lifestyle mm-hmm. um, or what they do, whatever floats your boat. Um, but I, you know, like I said, those those the bears have a very powerful spirit, and they're something. They are an entity not to mess with, you know. I saw a video that I have, I found it on, I believe it was Reddit or somewhere, and it was of a bear, and these people were in their front lawn, and I think it's up north, not in Alaska, but up northern California, and this bear was chasing this huge deer, huge elk, and it took it down in nothing. I mean, and it ran Mm. full speed and caught the elk, which are fast, but it caught the elk and just... I mean, it was amazing. I'd never seen anything like that. That was just a powerful machine. And like I oh, said, no. boy, if you don't, because Timothy Treadwell, I don't know if you watched it. Archie probably uh, could talk about it. I mean, he was touching their noses and I'm just like, oh my God, what's he doing? And uh, yeah, it, that's, that's not something I would do or pursue. Yeah, yeah talking, I love you. I love you. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to get eaten. He did, sadly. Uh, and I, you know, he seemed like an okay guy. He was on David Letterman. I mean, he really made the rounds uh, for today's show. David Letterman, he was on a lot of different shows, so it's very interesting. But I always wanted to to ask you about that. Now, what's going on with your guys' life? What are you guys doing right now? And uh, what are you guys looking for in the future? Is this a? It looks like you're going to stay in uh, Tanana forever. This is you're kind of a Tanana girl. It's hard to get. I think uh, Kate. Uh, Stan's daughter told me that you think you want to leave, but you really, when you do, you want to come back. So are you in Tanana? Are you and your family for life? My husband and I will always live here. Um, there's mm-hmm. going to be a spell where our, our girls will need to have school elsewhere, I think, to pr- better prepare them for the world. Um, but mm-hmm. we're thinking of Mount Edgecombe, which is a really good boarding school down in Sitka. You know, all of my best friends went to high school there. Um, we're weighing the options um not sure about that but Archie and I will always live here Mm -hmm. your kids I love and if you go on Courtney J Agnes Courtney Joe Agnes uh on Instagram Courtney puts out a lot of photos a lot of things she talks about the lifestyle talks about some of the dangers of the lifestyle and some of the the troubling things that are happening just kind of an all-around thing and her kids are adorable and they're just really full of life uh uh, how are they doing and is everything going okay for them I know they're growing up so fast they're so rambunctious who reminds you more of you than uh, in all of them Cuppy's like my best friend she's like Mm -hmm. my sidekick we we like to do stuff outside all the time. Whenever I, I go out to drive dogs, she's like right behind me. Um, she's grown a lot this year. She's 12 now. She actually double sledded, meaning there was two sleds hooked up with me with 17 dogs this winter. Um, she's a really strong girl and she's almost as tall as me. So she's she's a firecracker. She's a lot of fun. Um, and Carrie Carrie's more of a laid back girly girl she likes to stay home watch her watch her ipad or her movies or 
you know, relaxed type girl, but you know, springtime happened. She's out running around playing with her friends and she, she actually just ran into the house to change her pants cause she fell in the mud puddle. Um, <laughs> she's seven and she's, she's, she's the, <laughs> the smart aleck of the two. She's the quick wits of, of the two. Boy, she's adorable. She's just really a cutie. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but she's the smart, the definite smartass of the two. <laughs> oh well, she probably could get away with it, batting those eyes. Uh, yes, she prob- and she, adorable. She has my dad, my dad, and Archie's number down pat. She can get anything out of them. Oh, that well, that must be hard for the mom. I remember with uh, my friend's kids were that way. The dad, they had all daughters, and the dad just would do anything. And the mom's going, "Oh my god!" He go, "Look, they're so sweet." And she's, "Oh my gosh, are you kidding me?" So yeah, they got the dad. I'm always the bad guy. We had Doctor Michelle Oakley on, and she's from Yukon Vet. And Nat Geo Wild's Yukon vet. And she, uh, I thought of you when we talked about her because she actually went to the Australian fires. Uh, I think it's the biggest fire ever in uh, yeah. in the world. And she, just the amazing things that she saw with animals. And she had told us over a billion animals uh, may have been killed in that fire, which is just mind-boggling. Do you see a difference after the fires over there with the animal population? Is it harder to find game? Do you see less birds or less uh, animals that are foraging around? No. Um, after, I want to say after the fires, the year after, is the major regrowth. Different, you know, it's a good feeding ground because, um it's just amazing like you know that there's seeds that actually come out when when the fire comes through our system so it's um i haven't noticed much of a difference between uh with the animals after the fires wow i have to say um, after we talked to dr oakley and hearing all the wonderful work she had done you know being the yukon vet on television is not only who she is, she actually does a lot of good things behind the scenes and works with animals, rescues them, brings them back to life. So, you know, I think what you guys have to go through when things like that happen, I I think it's, it must be so heartbreaking at times, but at the same time, I think that again, you know, if you love animals the way we all do, I know James feels the same way. It's just, you want to do whatever you can to uh, preserve them and, and, and to help them. So I have to say, I, I can only imagine some of the things that, you know, that you've all seen, but I do have to ask you one more question before we let you go. This is probably the number one question that we get, because we do get, you know, emails and questions from your fans. They want to know, is there going to be more reality TV in the future for you? Will you you be back on TV? People really want to see you again. Do you think that's a possibility? That's hilarious. Um, I just got an email to be on Naked and Afraid. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Don't do that show. That show's no, Courtney. Did you really? I did, and I was like, there is no way in heck. Oh no my god. You oh should get god. you know what would be great and I think uh Les Stroud, do you know who Les Stroud is? The Survivor Man? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what would be he's an my favorite. 
yeah, he's the only guy that's real, yeah. to be honest with you. I don't want to get into Naked and Afraid if you're a fan of the show, but give me a break. Anyway, no. I know too much <laughs> about that show, uh, and I'm, no, I'm sorry. No, it's no. a little ridiculous. But anyway, I would love if if he spent a week out there because he's doing a new show. I don't know if you've watched it. It's called Live Harvest. He literally goes out. He takes and different things out of the uh, environment. And then he gives it to one of his, his friends who's a chef. And the chef makes all these amazing foods from, from this stuff that he's, uh, that he's done. It, and it's incredible. I would love for him to do a show like that where you guys, because uh, Alaska has so much great things. A, a, survive, a lot of survivalists say there's a lot of great things to eat in Alaska, like uh, different types of uh, uh, shrubbery, grass. There's different types of things. I think that would be a cool show. Show. we gotta hook um, you up with him yeah <laughs> uh you guys did give me the idea to start the youtube channel um you know i've got a couple of funny videos of of my my oh, daughter boy. teaching my dad to dance so so i think that's oh, the most the most you'd see me on on any kind of shows or anything oh uh, well you know what that that's, that's great, things have changed uh, and I think a lot of, if you look at a lot of, do you remember uh, Jenny Jones uh, court who did, uh, she had the Jenny Jones talk show years ago, blonde no, lady. So. Well, she had a huge talk show. She's a goofy lady. She now does cooking show on YouTube, hundreds of thousands of followers. It's amazing. Her show is huge. So I think what would be really cool for you again is to do a show on YouTube, show kind of what your life is, because I, like I said, I'm from Northern California. When it's 60 degrees, I'm cold. So when you talk about <laughs> minus 60 degrees, I'm going, what in the world? I don't even like opening the freezer. So I don't, I don't get all these 70 degree below. I just, that is insane. I think a lot of people would love to see your lifestyle and also would love to see your crafts because there's a huge boom with uh, craft making, especially with a lot of the websites that are being used. I know my niece does crocheting, and I think that would be amazing, especially with the Athabascan people, how talented they are with jewelry and with clothing and with, with different types of shoes. Yeah. I mean, it'd be amazing. Got to do it, Courtney. Okay. I think, I think you guys inspired me. Good. Yay. And, and we <laughs> want to give a shout out to Stan and Ryan because Stan's movie hopefully will be coming soon. I know Ryan's editing it. Uh, and uh, Stan Zaray, a good friend of the show. We're going to try to get him on too because we've never forgotten these guys. They're such great people. And I hope to give later in the year an update and have uh, Courtney tell us how her site's exploded. She's making a million dollars a year and she wants us to make, uh, she wants to give us 10 grand. So that's what I'm hoping will happen for giving her the idea. I hope that happens, Court. Okay. <laughs> well, Courtney, we adore you and we're so happy that you're on. I'll let Florence uh, get you out. But before we go, why don't you just give a last word of uh, how things are going and what, what the appreciation I'm sure you have to all the fans who's, who never forgot you. Yeah, that's I think that's the biggest thing that I've taken away from the show is, you know, the, the fans, the people who watch and, and who, who are on my Instagram and the Facebook page and every day. That's why I keep putting content out, out. And I'm, you know, I love you guys, appreciate you guys. And thank you so much for having me again. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being back on the forum. I mean, 
you have so many fans out there who absolutely adore you. And again, you were one of the most requested guests to have back on the forum. So again, we really appreciate you doing this. We will be putting this interview, this podcast out on Monday. So again, your fans are waiting. So thank you again, Courtney. We really appreciate it. And start awesome. your TikTok. Thanks, yeah, and start you. We love you too. And, and start your TikTok site because we'll follow you. Really gaining hold on there. So it's it's really exciting. We've been growing a lot and we're we're just looking towards the future. And I think that you I think you could really be popular online because a lot of people miss the show. I think a lot of the shows yeah. on now are just so just I don't want to say anything negative, but they're just so <laughs> they're predictable. They're I mean I've seen You're some things real. from yeah I've seen some things from Alaska show you know little little young women running up and chasing bears. I mean just it's insane. Uh, some of the things that go on and I think your show was so real and it was so raw I'm not I'm not naive of course they're going to stage a few things here and there to make it a little more exciting but for the most part it gave us a chance to see your lifestyle and appreciate uh the respect you have for the land and I and I really I miss it I watch it every week I watch so I see you all the time because I just can't get enough of it and I'm so glad that it's still on uh in different networks and I hope that uh I wish you got the residuals from it but uh that's another story but I just hope that uh you you know how much people appreciate you and your spirit and your family and tell Archie we said hey and tell your dad go Raiders Yes, Raiders for life, he said. That's right, Raiders for life. Uh, So you take care, Courtney, and thank you all for listening to us. We're so appreciative of you. Take care. Have a great week. a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. No, 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 hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. (laughs) Come on. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary.